0: I mean, I'm, like, almost traumatized. I'm ready to pod, whatever. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> All right, Snowden, hit that record button and get this <laughs> going. Yeah, get it going. It's already been recording.
1: Three, oh. two, <clears throat> wait, oh, real, real quick. Um, no, I think.
2: Boring. What do you
0: want?
1: Three, <laughs> two, I will jump down to St. Pete. One.
0: duck duck is it a duck or a goose i'm I'm still confused it's a
1: it's a goose i was gonna drop an f-bomb welcome to on the bench i'm brendan Sinone. that's josh newberg chris snee and zach blossine are here as well it's a full loaded on the bench emergency podcast style because well josh i'm just gonna throw this to you um big news big news in the fsu recruiting
0: market Hell yeah. Florida State landed four-star quarterback A.J. Duffy tonight. Get the energy up! Up! A.J. Duffy! Let's go! Oh, this, was, this was unexpected, to say the least. Um, we had no idea that the Duff man was going to pull the trigger when he did. Um, A.J. Duffy, coming off of a visit from Michigan State over the weekend, decided on... What is tonight? I don't even know. To, Wednesday? Wednesday morning, evening. Wednesday that he was going to make his final decision and commit to Florida State.
1: <sighs> we were we were playing games, hypothetical games, of Duck, Duck, Goose, of House of Cards, like this was just a day ago, and knowing – and did I say that this – oh, damn, it's not May. I said May was going to be a pivotal month. Damn, it's April still. Uh, but but the cards have fallen. It's a big deal.
0: May not so pivotal anymore. But nope. this is a big commitment nonetheless. Let me tell you a little bit about A.J. Duffy img academy quarterback he goes six foot two 203 pounds he is ranked as the sixth best pro style quarterback in the country in the 76th overall prospect according to the 24 7 sports composite rankings um chris knee you've been watching film on aj duffy for a little bit break him down as a prospect what does he bring to the seminoles he's got prototypical size 6'2 200 plus pounds
3: Uh, He's got a great arm. I love the release. It's kind of simple and compact, at least for a high schooler. It will get better in college level, but it's not one of these long winding takes forever to get their kind of releases. He can make a variety of throws. He does a very good job of stretching the field. Also a good athlete, effective with his feet. The biggest thing with him that's going to be interesting is film wise, everything we're watching is really sophomore film. His uh, junior year was wiped out. His sophomore year, he played at Rancho Verde. He's originally from California. Correct. And he uh, went for 11-1 record two years ago, now two seasons ago, his sophomore year. 11-1 uh, one record, 185 of 261, which is just around 71% completion for twenty almost 2,600 yards, 26 touchdowns, through only seven picks. He had 500 rushing, four touchdowns, 65 carries. If you watch the film, the athleticism stands out. I wouldn't call him a dual threat. I'd call him a pro-style guy who's an effective runner. As a passer, I like him a lot. Makes a good variety of throws to all levels, all parts of the field, both sides of the field, effective down the scene, effective to the middle of the field. The thing I like the most, and I said this to Brendan when he was working on the scouting report, we were kind of shooting ideas back and forth. He throws with anticipation, and a lot of kids struggle with that, and a lot of college quarterbacks struggle with that. But guys who are really good at that play at the next level after college, and he does that on his film. There are throws that he makes where he is throwing not solely to a spot but where a guy's route is going to end up because that's where the route is working to. And it's just very impressive to see a kid on sophomore high school film doing that.
0: Thank you, Chris. There was a flurry of crystal ball picks going in for Duffy just moments before the commitment. But for the most part, this was a – quintessential crystal ball buster meaning it was 100% in the in the direction of Arizona State just moments before Duffy so you know word kind of leaked and we got our picks in but for the most part this was a crystal ball buster uh Zach tell me a little bit about his recruitment and just how did FSU prime away from Arizona State and who else was involved
2: Yeah, so Arizona State and Michigan State were kind of the two other finalists with Florida State in this one. Mm -hmm. And I kind of thought, you know, after that Florida State spring game visit uh, in early April, that FSU had turned the tides with him. Um, I wasn't, you know, completely sure on it just because he had been linked to Arizona State for so long throughout his recruitment that I wasn't sure that FSU could actually pull it off. Um, But with Coach Dillingham, uh, Coach Norvell, and obviously... Ryan Bartow, all, all of them just making a difference in this one. Um, you know, they obviously, they, they come in and land him today. So it, it was just a great job by the FSU staff. You have to give them props for that. Um, and and I just think that Florida State, it, it was just a surprise to me to see it happen this way. Um, you know, just a surprise commitment. There was really no notice to it aside from like maybe 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I think, obviously, a great get for Florida State at a very big position of need. And um, I, I just really like what FSU's coaches did here with this recruitment.
1: So Zach mentions this being a bit of a surprise. It certainly caught us off guard. We can paint a picture of the Knowles 24-7 chat, but this was also Kenny Dillingham's birthday. All of a sudden he's tweeting out that there's birthday uh, news coming up. Josh, how, how did this all go down this evening?
0: A.J. Duffy wanted to – wanted to make a statement and thank Kenny Dillingham for what he's done. And AJ Duffy wanted to commit on Kenny Dillingham's birthday. And um, that's exactly what he did. I think in, you know, Kenny Dillingham's relationship ultimately is what won this recruitment. And it was really the relationships on Florida state's end between Ryan Bartow, who's known, um, AJ Duffy now for a while, dating back to his time in Oregon and, and uh, in California, you know, that r- ran deep. And then also Kenny Dillingham. And I think that he just had a better relationship with Duffy than the uh, than the OC at Arizona State. And, that, and that's essentially what it comes down to. And tonight, for those that were aware, the dominoes actually started falling a little bit earlier. If you were paying attention, Taven Jackson committed to Tennessee. Well, I'm told that Taven Jackson uh, got wind that there was more dominoes to come, meaning A.J. Duffy committing to Florida State. So Taven J- Taven took himself off the board um, committing to Tennessee. And then about two hours later, you saw A.J. Duffy pop into Florida State Um it's a huge get for them. Chris, you want to add a couple things before I move on? I want to talk about some additions you know, that FSU could get on the recruiting trail to this. But you want to talk a little bit about um, FSU's recruitment of, of Duffy? Well, a little bit more background on how today went down to around
3: 5 p.m. Hayes Fawcett, who's a guy that does edits for recruits, he put out that a four-star 2021 – or I'm sorry, 2022 kid – Was going to do something today? I think that was the first public notice of what ended up being Duffy. Now, I don't think many people put it together at that point. Mm -hmm. And then about 10 minutes before Duffy actually did it, it it's when ball really got rolling it became apparent. I know Greg Biggins, who does a phenomenal job for us out in Cali, has a great relationship with A.J. Duffy, got up with him this evening, had some quotes, did some other stuff on Duffy for us as well. He got wind of it officially about six, seven minutes before Duffy went public and was getting quotes from him. So we're all cranking away. You're all just trying to get it done, get it ready for the minute it has to fire off and it becomes official via AJ Duffy going public with it. So I thought that was interesting. Couple things adding to the coaching relationships: Josh referenced that uh, Kenny Dillingham's done a phenomenal job here with Bud Kid and his father uh, Ryan Barto. The relationship existed at Oregon, picked right back up after FSU hired Barto away from Syracuse. That certainly helped. Mike Norvell's. Uh, time at Arizona State made an impression on the family and the father, especially from when he was helping the Sun Devils light up the scoreboard as an offensive coordinator. I think that stood out to the father about what his son can do at the college level. FSU officially, from what I understand, knew around 630 that this was happening and in the sense of all parties being aware it was happening. I did get a great quote from somebody tonight, asked him what this means, and they said, we're going to put dudes around him and let him be the point guard of the 80s Lakers. I thought that was a hell of a quote, so I just wanted to throw it out
0: there. And and put guys around him. That's always interesting. Everybody wants to know, oh, we get this guy. Who does that mean? We can pull with him, especially somebody influential like a quarterback. Um, Nico Marchio has certainly showed his ability to recruit at Florida State, and I think A.J. Duffy will as well. Um, a few of the guys that I think he's going to get involved with here is Kevin Coleman. I know that they have a great relationship, and I believe that he's going to be – on campus with him this summer and another guy that I was surprised to hear about outside. There's a couple IMG guys. um, But Jaleel Skinner is tight with AJ Duffy. Um, I'm not exactly sure where the connection is when we interview those guys, when they're on campus this summer, we'll ask, but I believe both Jaleel Skinner um, is going to, and Duffy are going to be in the weekend of the sixth. So that's a little bit of news. I, I confirm with, Julio over via DM that he is going to visit in June. He didn't have an exact date, but I I believe it to be. It's going to be that sixth. So we could see Duffy on campus this summer recruiting some big dogs. Um, There's also a few at IMG, including Drew Shelton, who's an offensive lineman committed to um, Penn State, State. I believe. Penn State, Penn State. Uh, he could help foot there. Dylan Lopez is a is a center that FSU's kind of interested and hasn't offered yet. But if they do choose to take a, a center like that, it could be him. And then Jack Peterson, the t- the tight end, is another one.
2: Um, yeah, and he's committed to UCLA.
0: Yeah, right. Peterson previously visited FSU alongside Duffy on one of the earlier visits for Duffy preceding the spring game visit. So that's big. Um, he's going to have some pull. He's going to be a guy that that recruits listen to and look to. And of course, the better IMG does on the field and the better he performs, you know, the more juice he'll have when it comes to recruiting.
3: We've talked a lot about the quarterbacks. You know, Morris, Duffy, Nico, and uh, Jackson. I've always thought Duffy was the most talented of the bunch. I think. All of us probably agree on that. Is that fair to say? I just think his upside, his ability, and where he is as a quarterback today, I think are all very, very good. In a year where I don't love the quarterback class overall,
0: yeah, I think FSU's put themselves in a good spot. This is a good question for you, Brendan. Um, He's the highest-rated quarterback to commit to FSU since when?
1: Oh, you just put in a spot. Um
0: you could write a whole story on that. That's you don't good. even have to answer that Some on the people podcast.
1: On the board. People were talking about like, like uh, Francois uh, would probably be comparable because he was in the high 90s. It,
0: it's pretty easy to look up. There's two years in a row where you don't even have to.
1: Well, I mean, talk about commit. I mean, <laughs> to was,
0: Google. I'm, I'm proud was, of Josh for fitting that
3: one in here.
1: What was Sam Howell? AGC, Nico Perry to Miami. Um, so what was Sam Howell? I mean, uh, was Sam Howell really might
0: have been. Yeah. He was
1: probably ranked just as. Francois
0: high. was 66 in the composite and number three pro. Okay. So Duffy's 76 in the composite in 6 overall. So he, and he could move down, you know, he this is far from over. Like Chris said, he didn't really have a, a junior year to watch. So rankings are a little goofy right now, but you know, AJ Duffy's going to play at IMG. Everybody in the country is going to get to see what AJ Duffy looks like because IMG plays plenty of games on ESPN and plenty of games on on uh, national TV. So we're going, to get a, we're going to get a front row seat to see what, what A.J. Duffy can bring this fall. Yeah, I like that he's kind of in that pressure cooker
3: situation of IMG because IMG is a place you go to win a national title as a high schooler. And you're, you're assembled with great talent, and pretty much if you can't do it, then it's a pretty big negative sign. And if you can do it, then it's a great sign because it shows that you can operate with talent put around you and do an effective job. So, you know, we're going to get a great read on who and what he is in this coming year and see how much he's grown from that sophomore film with, you know, 2020 essentially being a wipeout for him.
1: Uh, one more thing on Duffy that I want to throw this to you guys, because I feel like it's kind of the elephant in the room or the duck in the room or the goose in the room. Um, but, but Duffy, I think of the three quarterbacks, Chris, go back to your point. I just want to get this out there. I think he's the most complete of of the ones that they were in vine form. That includes commitment. Nico Marchio. I think Nico throws the ball a little bit better on the run, uh, but in terms of just Duffy's ability to, Throw on-platform. He does a little bit well when he's pressured. Uh, the accuracy that you mentioned, the precision, the anticipation is really good. Has a little bit of mobility. Uh, probably not as much as like MJ Morris, uh, but, but a more refined passer. So just, I think the most complete of the quarterbacks FSU had a re- legitimate shot at. Yeah. So now this puts two QBs in FSU's class for 2022. Uh, is something that, that Nico Marcos talked about when, when we had him on the bench is understand that something that could happen. Uh, but now it's a reality guys right like now it's one thing to say like you're cool with it it's another thing to say like to help when A.J. Duffy is on campus and introduce him to other players which is something Nico Markill did but now all of a sudden there's two in this class uh, I want to get your thoughts I know this is early we're still getting intel on it uh, but I'm going to be interested to see like what what this addition does to to Nico Markill's spot in FSU's class if he's cool with that
3: yeah I mean he's, he, you laid it out there pretty damn good he uh You know, he was doing the recruiting part of it back in April at the spring game earlier this month. And, you know, he's it's it's not a surprise to anybody involved. It's always been the plan. It's what the coaches have told them. Nico's, you know, told us that on the record. You know, everybody knows it. But when it becomes a reality, it just changes the situation. It shall be interesting. Um, I think some of it's also going to depend on how the current quarterback room kind of settles and plays out. Attri- and well, well, six is a big number. Obviously, Milton will be gone, so it would only be five. But five is still a big number for a quarterback room.
0: Yeah, four is about the target area that you want. So five is a little large. Um, you never know. Every what it, What's the laws of physics? You know, with Actions cause reactions.
1: What goes up must come down.
0: Yeah, something like that. Let's not play any more games. This podcast is almost over. Um, but... Seriously, you kind of like Chris says, everything everything Nico has said sounds great, and it sounds like he's known that they're going to take a second quarterback. But until it happens, like you never really know, and then so we'll see. Um, you also, nothing. You also yeah. don't know what will come along. There's always right. the possibility of school X comes at
3: you and says, "Hey, we've got two guys on our roster. We just lost a commitment. We've got nothing coming in. They're both upperclassmen. You've got a great shot to come here and play." That mm-hmm. comes along. That doesn't exist today, but what does it mean when it may exist in the future? And you just don't know. And, it, you know, we've had Sam Howland. Obviously, there was a Walt Bell connection there that caused that. But we've had plenty of quarterback coverage over the years in recruiting to know that it's a position that, that kind of always is you feel really, really good about it. And then all of a sudden, you can feel really empty. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think FC is going to feel really empty at any point this year but I am interested to see how the dynamic of having both of them committed plays out over the process.
1: I think we should end the podcast with me doing my, my Duffman impersonation. You ready? Yeah. Duffman can't breathe. Oh no.